Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Gambit Podcast. This is a Grand Arena-focused podcast. I'm Solo Base 15 I'm here with my good friend, Zareth. Zareth, how are you tonight? <laughs> I'm happy that we've, we've moved past territory wars. <laughs> I noticed that in your in the intro just now you didn't you specifically did not say territory wars. Uh, so. I am over it. That's I'll leave it at that. I am just just over it. Um, yeah, let's let's in fact move on then. We don't. Yeah. No, uh, no sense in wasting time. Go ahead. Right. Big news tonight. We are going to have a special guest in the second segment. We will have. Brick Hardme from the Galaxy of Bureaus podcast on to talk all things Galaxy of Bureaus and um, Division 3 for the people in the largest Grand Arena division. So stay tuned for that. For now, we have the news, Zareth, and are you ready to talk about bands for the second week in a row? I want to talk about it briefly, Solo. <laughs> I, don't, I don't actually, I feel obligated to talk about it because it's yeah. this big topic and it happened today specifically. And uh, I'm, it, it's kind of boring though, to me, honestly. I couldn't cool. agree more. Um, so for those of you that have been hiding under a rock, Arnold T 101 had his Kraken account that he shared uh, it was banned. Now, for the record, basically what happened was he got this account from a Kraken, I think it was around March-ish, um, and he's been using that account to do videos and do Grand Arena streams, etc., etc., and he's very openly been telling people that this wasn't his account and that he has been account sharing. And then apparently there was a bug on the account, so he reported it to basically every employee CG has and says, I'm account sharing with this account and there's a bug. You guys should fix this. And their response was, uh, so you know that account sharing is against our terms of service, right? <laughs> and he was subsequently banned. And by the way, it was just a bug that they were looking into that he reported. Um, so that's the long and the short of it. There's still so much we don't know. He posted a video. Um, you could tell he posted the video when he was still very angry or upset about it. I mean, it, it, you could just tell from the way he was talking. Um, he showed screenshots of conversations he had with CG. There was a lot missing from the screenshots. Uh, basically six days worth of conversations missing. So we don't fully know what happened. Um, just to kind of speed through this, I'm going to steal the wording, uh, or not wording, the paraphrasing from Hot Sauce, who is the guy that runs Hotbot, that basically put it into fantastic context of, listen, CG doesn't want you being able to spend give somebody else money to get an account. They want you to spend your money uh, with them to build up your account. And when somebody flagrantly says, I'm taking over a crack in account, it, you know, you're basically asking, asking for trouble. And 
that's what happened here. Um, I know a lot of people are using the straw man argument. Well, what about this cheater? What about that cheater? I agree. Cheater, all cheaters should be banned. Um, but at the end of the day, when you know, you know, you're violating the terms of service, it's probably not the best idea to wave it in CG's face. <laughs> so yeah, that's my opinion. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, and that's just the thing. I mean, uh, you know, he's, he's talking about in his video, he's saying like that CG is targeting YouTubers and I guess I just don't understand that logic. I I think that's that's pretty that that's pretty fallacy laden. I I don't know if that's the right phrase, but like I, I don't think I don't think that that is what they want. Like they've probably made a pretty significant amount of money off of him. In fact, he makes that same argument that he gives them a ton of money of free advertising. Uh, that you know that they that they get they don't compensate him at all and i guess my thought is well he gets compensated because of the game they have made he gets <laughs> yes. a lot of money for that he has a ton of followers he makes that argument he makes the argument that he's very humble uh whatever that means and i guess i just i wouldn't have wished for his account to go away no i i just think it's I think that the things he said were that they present his view of things as he wants to present it to everyone else. Yes. And like I said, you could also tell he was very angry. And he, he even said this when he made the video, this just happened. Um, I'm curious that if he had waited a day, would his arguments be presented in the same light? Because when something bad happens to me, I present a much different version of things than I actually want to present. So when you say he, he's talking about how they were targeting YouTubers, I wonder if he would say the same thing if he made the, vid the video tomorrow and took a night to wait. Right. You know, uh, the things the th some of the things he said were very obviously emotionally charged and it, it happens i yeah. i remember it, it did just smack of telling your version of the story without and hoping that the people you're telling don't find the other side i remember when i was in junior high i was doing really poorly in a drafting class i i had no idea what drafting was i just signed up for it randomly it was really boring to me not interesting so i was failing it and so when my mom asked me about it i was like well my teacher sucks he just won't <laughs> let me do the things i want to do but you know just totally spun her a line and she fell for it she she came to class and yelled at him in front of the whole class like <laughs> just total overreaction and and he was he he was like what are you even saying and i felt really bad because my mom didn't have all the information but like this this kind of feels a little bit like that like i don't know not not to say that everything all of his points are just totally off i i do just think like you said maybe he's 
he was emotional about it. He he's he's feeling defensive and frustrated and yeah. Uh, I once the last thing I will say about it is I wish that any of my videos got like even half the number of likes his video got in the first like 10 minutes. I wish that any of my videos got that many likes, period. <laughs> yes. Agreed. Um, you so, know, that's sad. Good. <laughs> and there, that's the end of that. Let's move on to actual Grand Arena. Um, other <laughs> news. Other news is that have we've faced this week. We have two new ships. Uh, we have the TIE Bomber and the Rebel Y-Wing. And we're trying to make the original trilogy era great again. Um, How would you do... So, the TIE Bomber came in as a galactic chase. They actually both did. Um, I think we had the Y-Wing last time. I think we did. Time, actually. So, TIE Bomber, how did you end up doing? I ended up... I, I just did the... Yeah, quote-unquote, just. I, I did the... 100 refreshes so three refreshes every day that got me comfortably into the unlock zone and comfortably outside of the five star zone how did you do solo um i am getting close to the supreme leader kylo farm the only thing well i have three more characters to gear up but i was doing the math this is before I even knew about the Galactic Chase, and I am so far behind on the Relic materials. So, I um, the Galactic Chase was announced, and I wasn't previously going to do a 200 Crystal Refresh, but I decided, hey, we have a Galactic Chase. I need these Relic materials anyway. It's kind of a two-for-one farming type of deal. I might as well do this. And so I finished with a five-star TIE Bomber, and I think I'm like at five out of 65. So I just kind of crossed that threshold at the end. Um, But I have a five-star bomber now. All right. And what uses will you put to it? Uh, I am going to wait for other people to use it and tell me how to use it, because I just don't (laughs) care about fleet enough to actually put thought into this. I will say I did see a video and this isn't going to be realistic to anyone but I think it was what was it? It was uh, Tarkin who was at R7 (laughs) the (laughs) yes I know the Gar Saxon ship with them at R7 then this TIE bomber at 7 star and I think it was the EMP shuttle Um, but it took out a negotiator like a full negotiator fleet not like a five-star negotiator fleet it took out a full seven-star r7 negotiator fleet um it will be a very long time before i get that gar saxon ship up or my tarkin past gear 10 but it, it looks like there will be a use i'm just not going to rush to said use yeah it doesn't seem like it's necessarily a really practical counter to any of the meta fleets right now like you said it'll win if you max it out but that that's kind of the case for a lot of things like i know that there's a guy on my shard who uses exclusively commander luke on in arena and he climbs to one or near 
what number one spot every day with commander luke but all the characters he uses are maxed out completely right yeah so it, can you can you do it yes can you do it realistically with the stuff you've got probably not and it's probably pretty hard to get there in fact right i i do think so cg has been talking about adding a second fleet in grand arena um I think that's coming sooner than other people think it's coming or sooner than they realize it's going to be coming because we've gotten a lot of uh, fleet character, well, fleet ships since the beginning of the year. And there's been a, there's been a very clear focus on fleet. So I got the five-star bomber. Like I said, it, it was helping me in my farming anyway. So it really didn't hurt me, but I think I'm going to be using that five-star bomber on defense. Maybe not this Grand Arena, but it wouldn't surprise me by the end of the summer we see the second fleet in Grand Arena. Yeah, I I think we could absolutely see it kind of soon. We'll see. I don't. I never. I never understand what their timelines are, what their mentality is. It's it's just hard for me to to really understand what they're trying to do sometimes. Um, and I don't say that negatively. I just, uh, my preferences as a player kind of give me biases as to what I think they should do or, you know, think they pr- predict how I pr- can predict what they're going to do. So I don't necessarily know. Um, but yeah, I, I think you would think it would be soon because they, they have, we have two new fleets fleet commanders from from the uh, last movie and now we have more ships to make the older fleets a little more viable and honestly both of these bombers do make pretty excellent counters like if you just talk about the meta maybe these these various ships the finalizer uh the radis the y-wing and the tie bomber all of these things they're, they're kind of cool but they're not they're not super relevant in the current meta right now but when you talk in terms of grand arena once you start thinking like instead of only having two fleets i have to have developed i need to start having four fleets developed they become extremely relevant and important oh yeah absolutely the second you need more than one um you're going to look at these bombers and say, oh, I'm so happy I have them. Um, Because if you remember back to the Thrawn fleet or the Millennium Falcon meta, both fleets used Houndstooth. Negotiator uses Houndstooth. Um, So having new tanks that are going to fit in the team is going to be very useful when we actually need to use these teams. Yeah, you're right. I'm I'm dreading it, frankly. I don't want I <clears throat> I already don't like ships in Grand Arena. Though actually, I think having two ships will be a little better, actually, two fleets. And I know that that might sound like a contradiction, and maybe it is a little bit. I guess the the thing about it for me is more uh I guess I just you you have to plan more. It's not more just like, I really hope my one ship can counter theirs 
and I don't have a bad R bad RNG and they have good RNG. Now it's it's going to balance out more to be more about skill. Instead of just like, I got unlucky, they got lucky, therefore I lose. Now it can be, okay, well, I specifically have these two ships or two fleets in reserve with a third one prepped to be able to handle any RNG and my opponent had better be prepared you know, equally for whatever defense I set. So it's going to be more strategy related, I, th I think. That's, that's my prediction anyways. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. And like I said, Houndstooth was used on three different fleets as the main tank. The strategy of how you're going to make a strong fleet without Houndstooth in the starting lineup, I, that can honestly make or break, um, make or break your team. Now, with Negotiator, if you have the Y-Wing, that will work, especially if you're on offense and you can kind of control it. Um, but if you don't have that Galactic Republic Y-Wing farmed up at this point, and you're facing having to put multiple fleets out on defense, it, it could cause you trouble. Yeah, it, it absolutely could. It, it's going to be interesting. I, I'm wondering if I'll if my disposition towards ships will actually change a little bit. Probably uh, not. Yeah, I'm going to go with no here. I, just because there's more strategy isn't going to make me like it. It may make me dislike it in Grand Arena a little more, but it's not going to make me like it. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Uh, we'll we'll see how we'll see how it goes, but uh, yeah, the the ships the ships are good. The the bomber looks good. I haven't really seen that much gameplay. Yes, yeah. some some corner case people can beat good teams with it, but uh, we'll see. I think it's it's a good addition. I'm glad that our prediction was right. We said that type bomber was probably coming. And it, it is. It's here. And here it so. is. Yeah. <laughs> yay. Yay for us. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we got the bombers. Let's see. There's there's other. So there's a huge change, actually, a, a, an enormous one uh, This that came since our last podcast. And that is the Supreme Leader Kylo changes. Oof. His leadership is seriously nuts it, it changed him so significantly and it, yeah i i don't really know what to make of it right now a lot of people are really frustrated i have supreme leader kylo and i don't really like it so the change is he gives everyone plus 30 speed on his team and he gives uh he makes it so that if they have advantage on them then they can't be crit so that, that makes the mirror match super miserable as well. Because oh, you can't, if you can't crit, yeah, I've, I've just been using, the counter team right now is using a Padme squad with fives. And because of their built-in AI, they just hit fives forever and ever. And as long as your fives has a high enough health uh, level, like 110K, so super high, then... He'll just live through the barrage because they're only hitting him and Padme's just feeding him a huge amount of protection up that can't be dispelled. And so he he's just getting pummeled, but Supreme Leader Kylo can't take the risk of killing another clone and letting Five sacrifice himself just the way they have the AI coded. 
And so you put another clone in there like Echo and all he does are basics and the siphon ability. He doesn't use his AI or AOEs at all, you know, including his ultimate. So they're just pummeling your fives. You have Barris in there. You have General Skywalker with maxed out offense and you just basically pummel their team forever because they have a ton, they have double taunting tanks. They have, they have all the things. Uh, you, you eventually get through all of that, kill Supreme Leader Kylo, and your whole team, it, like you, you'd end up with like 59 banners. <laughs> so, that, so that works, but you have to think that CG's probably going to fix that pretty soon because they don't want anyone but other Galactic Legends to counter Supreme Leader Kylo. Well, here's the thing, though. They really can't fix that because there are certain Supreme Leader Kylo teams out there right now that my Galactic Legend Ray team just can't beat. Um, namely, it's the full First Order teams that they are so fast and they get so many critical hits that if I use any team other than uh, my Ray with <laughs> Watt, Skywalker, and then Echo and Fives, I can't beat it. Um, and so if they fix that fives, I don't even know what to call it, AI, um, I, I don't know if you can beat Supreme Leader Kylo without another Supreme Leader Kylo. Yeah, I, I truly don't know. And I'm actually, I'm really struggling with my Supreme Leader Kylo mirrors. Like, it, it's just completely random as far as I can tell. Like, I... Maybe there's a method that I just haven't discovered, but I like to think that I'm pretty good when I get into a match of making better decisions than the AI, but I'm just consistently like, oh, I won. That was so easy. And then the next time I try the exact same thing and I just get, I, I get it down to just mono a mono uh, with the two Supreme Leader Kylos and the AI just somehow beats me. Uh, sometimes, sometimes not. It, it's just... It's very inconsistent so far. I'm sure there's there's a methodology to it that I'm missing, but it it is just a very frustrating change, though. And it came out of nowhere. Like they were just like, oh, by the way, like so so here's your Tie Bomber, and here's your Supreme Leader Kylo uh, buffs, and there's your there's your patch. There you go. There's an update. <laughs> it, it this was legitimately a $100 solution to a $5 problem where, so there was the general Skywalker problem of, I mean, I'll just call it cheese where you bring in an echo with zero mods, they kill off echo and then Skywalker can't be crit and goes crazy. Um, and so I get wanting to fix that because you don't want a galactic legend countered in such a cheap way. Like, I am 100% fine with them looking for a way to fix that. I don't see how adding 30 speed fixes that. And I get how the crit immunity fixes it, because now Skywalker isn't increasing the cooldowns of everybody, which is how that um, counter worked. But there's a better way than to just make the entire team immune to crit critical hits. When Kylo is already so strong 
to begin with because he was an offensive beast before this. Yeah, he was. So, yeah, I it's just a very strange thing. I, I don't – I just don't know how to feel about this, frankly, because he, now he's – just so tough to kill. He was tough to kill anyways. He was really, he's really strong on defense. I, yeah, this seems unnecessary to me, but whatever. I, I guess we, it's ours to, uh, it's ours to adapt to. So I guess we'll, we'll find a way and move on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what we've got to do. I have Supreme Leader Kylo, so I mean, it's nice. It's just, <laughs> I, I would be kind of frustrated if it had happened to Ray, though. So I'd like to like to be a little more balanced about it. So yeah. um, that's the other news, I guess. Let's see, you said in our notes, changes to Tier 6 of Ray event. What is... Oh, well, the, the two actually go hand in hand of... Since Kylo got the speed buff, um, the tier six of the Ray event, you now need your Ray to be over 500 speed. Otherwise, you go second and you will lose one of your team members before you even get a turn. Because what's happening is previously, um, the what are they called? The First Order Raiders, the two side tunes in the Tier 6 of the event, they had a speed of 470. And so most rays were modded faster than 470. So Bray goes first, gives out her bonus protection to the entire team. Then the two side tunes for Kylo go, and they do damage, but they don't take people out. Well, the new Kylo changes now impact tier six of the event so those side tunes are now 500 speed and most well i shouldn't say most a lot of people have modded fray with super health and only you know about 90 to 100 speed which is below 500 and so what's happening is they went into tier six on that first day after the changes and the two side tunes sniped two of their team members before they even got a turn. So they automatically lost, you know, 70 tickets just because these changes changed how they were doing the event for the past up to nine times previously. So tier six has changed where you need your Ray to be faster than 500 speed. Otherwise there's a good chance that you lose. Yeah, that's, that can be frustrating. You're like, yes, I finally found the formula. I'm going to win every time. Not going to have to worry about the RNG anymore. And then they change something. And it's not necessarily RNG based. Like you said, like you can, you can beat this. But if it surprises you, I mean, that, that's not fun, really. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's, it was, you know, it was a problem for the first time that people went in after this event. And when they made the changes to Kylo, I mean, you could have guessed that it would have been changed throughout the game, but there are lots of game modes where the event tunes are different than, you know, just the tunes that you use. And so it was very easy to miss out that the changes would have affected 
this event. Yeah, you're right. So anyways, lots of news this week, actually. And I'm guessing the road ahead. I mean, there, there's so much pressure on them. They got to they gotta give us something this week is my guess, or at the very least next week. But I So here's the problem. It got delayed because obviously they're delayed. I, I don't know if two weeks was enough for them to catch up. I mean, part of that is because they haven't told us how, what's delayed, how long they're delayed, or why they're delayed. Uh, so maybe two weeks was enough. But everybody is like, oh, it's got to be this week. And I just don't know if it is because if they haven't fixed whatever they're working on, they're not going to announce anything. I mean, I think they need to do something, whether it's a question and answer thing or a, it doesn't need to be a road ahead. It needs to be at least some posts of something, but I don't know. I'm not counting on the road ahead being this week. If it comes great, but I, I honestly don't expect it. That's fair. I, we'll see. I don't, as long as Grand Arena is going on and we're getting some new characters here and there, like for me, I'm, I just tend to be good. I, I know that I'm in the minority when I say that, but <laughs> I, I just, that's what I like. Those are the things I like. I like new character kits to plan new teams and I like Grand Arena. So right. I, I'm with you on this. And in fact, everybody's asking for additional game modes, which is what this Grand or Road Ahead is going to be. They're supposed to be announcing a solo game mode. Meanwhile, I'm sitting here and, you know, every Sunday I get a message from my phone telling me my weekly phone usage. I'm already on my phone three and a half hours a day between this game and Discord. Like, I don't need more game modes. I know everybody else wants content. My phone is telling me every Sunday that it doesn't want me to have another game mode. <laughs> yeah, I I don't I don't necessarily have the time for another one. I guess if they folded up something else, if they just let me sim territory battles or even better territory wars somehow. And <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, it, it or even let me sim the Sith raid because that bastard A is awful now that Kylo is out and if you don't if you guessed wrong in January when you had no clue what the kits were it, you then you're just screwed I, I haven't seen top five in a Sith raid in about three months so let, let's sim the Sith raid and the tank raid and then I'll gladly play another game mode yep I agree keep keep my time investment about the same and we're good yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's that's my take on it. And I think that's about it for news this week. Yeah, sounds about right. So why don't we bring this into the second segment? Sounds good to me. All right. And now for our next segment, we have a special guest here, a dude named Brick Hardmeat. And he is from the Galaxy of Bureaus podcast, a really great podcast. We've talked about it before a couple times uh, on this show. 
Uh, so how, how are you doing tonight, Brick? Great. Thanks for having me on, guys. Excited to be here. Do you mind if I call you by your first name, Brick? Yes. Yeah, that's my actual first name, so go ahead. Excellent. <laughs> Just like everyone calls me X, because they're too lazy to spell my name out. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> right. I do that all the time. <laughs> as long as it's capitalized, I'm good with it. <laughs> In fact, my wife just recently joined Discord, um, so she'd be able to talk to me while I'm at work because I can't have my cell phone. Um, and her 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 uh, sign in is Mrs. X. Nice, <laughs> excellent, <laughs> excellent. Yeah. <laughs> my wife gets a uh, less cool name, um, Mrs. Hardmeat. That's what we call her on the show, and that's not. Uh, <laughs> Seems inappropriate. Probably uh, not know, something I... to brag about. On that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, I've already lowered the production value of your show, so uh, I've done my job. Uh, it's literally impossible to lower that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks What's for production? <laughs> yeah, what, what is that? Uh, has the word pro in it. I don't know. <laughs> um, so... Uh, Tell us a little bit about the Galaxy of Bureaus podcast real quick. We're going to put links and everything, but uh, give us a, give us your spiel on what, why people should listen to it. Yeah, sure. Um, so Galaxy of Bureaus, it's a podcast that I created uh, alongside my longtime friend, Darth Darkett. Um, we wanted to create a podcast that appeals to players of all experience and GP levels. Um, we, we love playing Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes and drinking beer, so why not combine two of our favorite things? Um, so uh, my co-host is very knowledgeable about beer. Uh, he actually makes beer himself. Um, so what we do on the show is we like to describe the beer we're drinking for the episode and provide any interesting information about the beer um, or the brewery it's from. And then we spend the rest of the show talking about Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. Um, uh, we do a uh, live stream every Monday, every other Monday, I'm sorry, uh, 9.30 Eastern Standard Time that we release on YouTube. And then we release a subsequent podcast, um, just the audio of it the following Wednesday. Um, so it's a lot of fun. We, uh, we kind of want to make a podcast for, for players that are more in sort of the mid, um, more the mid range of the GP, uh, you know, more like division two and below or, you know, and hopefully characters or, you know, uh, players that are in the uh, end game phase of the game can get some enjoyment out of it as well. But yeah, Absolutely. One of the things, you know, I, I like, I really like your guys's uh, show, you know, I, I like how laid back you guys are. And, um, you know, I, I also just think that one, one, part of the community that is totally uh, underrepresented in terms of uh, just content being created is uh, just the mid-range player. Like, you know, you see a lot of people with whaled out accounts and, you know, really, really, you know, expensive characters and everything. And I, I just think that not the majority of players don't all have everything you know mm -hmm. solo and i follow into fall into that some uh you know we we tend to you know we don't have anything to gear really until something new comes out uh, so to speak i mean we're, we're behind where all the whales and krakens are and everything but uh you know that i think that that's why a lot of my alt videos even though i don't put much effort into them um 
they they get a lot of traction with people because of that uh, mid-range you know status that people like to see things that they can relate to yeah and apparently um i learned this not too long ago uh, division three is the biggest division apparently in, in all of gac um and that's where i'm at and that's where your alts at and uh yeah i totally I, I love your alts videos i watch them a ton and get a lot of benefit out of them good well thanks i mean what's interesting to me is um there i have i have a pretty high functioning alt but i think that because I'm not constrained by my uh, by my uh, need for arena uh, cash, like or you know my arena crystals, like I, I just get top 500, so I get almost nothing, and I get top 20 in ships, and that that's it. Uh, but because I'm not reliant on that, like I can really keep all of my gear levels super low, and and that you know, and relic levels. And that gives me easier GAC uh, matches. But I don't know, how, like, if, because it's your main, you probably focus a little more on trying to get higher end squads up is my guess. Yeah, I try to, um, I, I try to have an answer for everything I'm going to see. You know, it's been a, a process trying to be equipped for GAC. Uh, it's a, my my main profile is uh, 3.7 GP right now, um, in Division Three still. Um, but yeah, I try to basically have an answer for everything. So, you know, I have a Darth Revan counter. I have I have a, I have an answer for everything other than um, things that I haven't seen yet. So I, I've never seen um, I've never seen gas ever in Division Three. Um, Obviously, never saw a. Haven't seen a Galactic Legend yet, but just about everything else, I can I can pretty much um, can take out. So, um, and I think that's what's allowed me to have success in in Division Three is that I have an answer. And it kind of, it, not to beat a dead horse here, but on your guys' previous episodes, talking about having a plan, and I think <laughs> having a plan not only applies to just your specific round for the, the round of GAC that you're in, but it also applies to your roster in general for GAC. If that's a game mode you're interested in and succeeding in, I think you need to have a plan and roster construction is a big part of that. Cause what are you going to do if somebody puts, you know, a strong Darth Raven squad on defense? What's, what do you, you have to have a solution? You know, you can't just hope that they don't put that, squad on defense you know you have to have an answer so i've developed the padme team with some pretty high relics on uh, at least jedi knight anakin so i can give myself a chance to beat that team you know we we preach that have a plan thing and it, it's true you absolutely should um my my strategy with my alt has literally been please don't have revan <laughs> on defense <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Well, it seems like most people in Division Three don't put if they do have Darth Revan or or like a, a high Jedi Knight Revan, they save them for offense. I've found anyway. I don't know if you experienced oh, that. Yeah, absolutely. That that is what people do. Um, which uh, you know, I I appreciate that. It, it made it really hard this last uh, GAC though because. I, I encountered two people this last week, and we can talk about that in a little, but um, encountered two different people who are uh, who had Darth Revan and put him on defense. 
uh, you know, it, and I was able, I, I say that I don't have a plan. I, I do have plans. They're just like, it, they're, they're capable of failure. You know, like there, yeah. there are holes in the, in the theory, it, you know, and that's, that's the case a lot of times, you know, if you want to have a really strong defense, you're going to take some pretty sketchy uh, teams on offense sometimes. And it's like, well, <laughs> my plan, if they have Padme is to pray that Nest can solo it because otherwise <laughs> I'm screwed, you know? Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, so I guess, let's see. You, I guess with, one of the things I wanted to mention, I know that you were talking about, uh, you unlocked General Skywalker. You actually on your show had the master, uh, the master unlocker himself uh, <laughs> on your show with you. How, yeah. how was that? How did that work out for you? Oh, it was awesome. Um, yeah, we had Sir Georges from the Holotable News Network and um on the show, which was cool to we released it um, on the day, on I think it was June 4th, when they, they released the Clash on Camino event or brought it back um, to kind of talk through the event and kind of strategize. Um, so that was great. I love picking his brain. Uh, I've been following him for a long time. We talked about a lot of non-game stuff related, um, completely unrelated game stuff, which was cool. But um, yeah, I followed um, his strategy for, I, I used both of his videos for, uh, uh, phase two and phase four um, of the event and was able to unlock. Um, so I, on phase two, uh, well, just for context, I kind of went in, I think, relatively undergeared for the event. Um, I had a, uh, a Relic 5 Asajj, uh, Relic 5 B1, and a Relic 6 uh, General Kenobi everybody else was year 12 and I had most of the required Zetas. The only Zeta I didn't have, which I regret is shock T's um, Zeta that gives her like constant retribution. Oh yeah. That's super helpful yeah. to dispel those magnet guards. Yeah. I didn't have that, um, which showed because it took, it took 50 attempts for me on the dot to, uh, to get past uh, phase two. Oh, you and counted. I did. I kept a tally, uh, just a, an old envelope and uh, some pen <laughs> had a really uh, archaic system, but it worked. But let me just say one thing real quick, and this is yeah. kind of a tangent, but um, I hate it when people say I've done something literally thousands of times <laughs> and <laughs> like they, and you're like, so like how close to like, how are you keeping track of this? Like it, it sounds, sounds like you can have a system in place, right? For, if you're making these bold claims. And no one ever has a response. They just like look at me because they're just pissed that they didn't unlock the character or that they had <laughs> to do it, to, that they had to do it like dozens of times. So they're calling it thousands. You know, I, it's just kind of a pet peeve of me. I'm like, please just be accurate. I, I don't know. I like accuracy apparently. So. Though, to be fair, in the Chewy event, I probably did that event a thousand times. <laughs> Not thousands, See? but... I. I, I think wonder, I'd probably like a, I would be really interested to know because there are times that I'm like, I bet that I've spent, you know, I, I bet that I've tried this a, a thousand times or a hundred times, but like just the, just the amount of time on loading screens alone for a, a thousand attempts seems, it just seems impractical. I don't know. If, I don't know if that's true. I just like, yeah, 
No, it's something that, I've, I keep noticing, though, for some reason. That Chewie event, I can easily said I, say I did 50 to 100 times every day for seven days and finally got him on, like, three hours before the event ended. God, wow. I hated that event. Yeah, I legit thought you weren't going to make it solo. That was the one Me time I didn't, have, I didn't have faith in you. That no, that's, been... not the, that's not the only time, but... <laughs> That that would have been the only legendary I've ever missed, and God, I was pissed. Well, I oh, felt. I, oh, good sir. I pushed the I pushed the gas pedal on Bosk when he was farmable, so he was he was just barely at seven stars by the time I, by the time that event rolled around, and I just I did it like five five attempts, like it was all just in like one recording on my phone. It was just like I know it was three attempts. I I got it super fast. So nice. I was surprised when I got on Reddit and everyone's like, this is too hard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I felt... Was... Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, I, I felt responsible uh, for the for the podcast because we, we built it up. We were doing this, this uh, you know, this kind of like tips and tricks episode with Sergi and I wanted to make sure that I was being accurate and, uh, you know, I wanted to give people the best info I could. So I, I did track them. That's the only reason I did. It's just... So we do when we do talk about it on the show. I have some real data that I that I compiled myself uh, to, to to know where we were at. So sorry, go ahead, Solo. Oh, I forget what I was going to say. So we can move on. Oh, it's not okay. important. Chewie is what <laughs> two years ago now. I'm still right. bitter though. <laughs> I know I did I did it so easily with my alt. Like it, it was it was just like. Oh, that's easiest. what I was going to say because that's the time when the smugglers came out. Or am I thinking of nope? Yeah, smugglers came out that time. So you put your focus into Bosk. I was building up my smugglers because I thought that they were actually going to be used for something, and then I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, that we're not going to say Zareth was right, but I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. I would have thought that you'd prefer someone to be right than you to be wrong. But... Ah, well, I mean, oh, well, I guess I was wrong about that. So. <laughs> <laughs> How was your uh, P2? Because you unlocked gas as well on your alt, right? I did, yeah, yeah. You let the cat um, out of the bag? Sorry. Oh, no, you're good. <laughs> I, it's no secret. Uh, I've been okay. saying it on my videos and stuff. I'm excited because then I'll actually have a plan for Darth Revan soon. Cool. Um, <laughs> I know. And and now then we move to the territory of my my General Skywalker is probably not good enough to, um, to beat that mirror match. So... Um, <laughs> but so yeah phase two was phase two was tricky um i actually did i also used sir george's uh method i i had you know i i have a guide of my own but i it's just i think i had some pretty insane mods is what i think that's the conclusion i've drawn is my modding was just really strong uh for that team and uh so it, it it ended up being that it ended ended up being that it wasn't exactly something I could replicate on my alt. So I I, I followed his guide. It worked pretty well. Um, I I was overgeared for it though. I was ready for it three months ago. I could have unlocked it three months ago. And okay. So it it really wasn't that bad. Um, I think Shock T and three PO were the only gear twelves I had, and. The rest were, you know, low relic gear thirteen. So phase two was easy enough. It it can be tricky, but I, I think I got it after once I got all the modding straight. I think it took me four attempts, and that was it. 
Nice. Yeah, the mods were, uh, that was the key for me as well. I, I kept tweaking the mods throughout my attempts on in phase two and then phase four was really where some mod tinkering took place because that one took me about 120 attempts. Um, <laughs> but I did get it. Um, I found really the most, uh, the key thing there was to get um, 6E crit avoid arrow on Magna. Um, that was really clutch and made a huge difference. Once I did that, um, previous to that, I didn't have a 6E crit mod on them. I just had like blue crappy mods. And really this event uh, okay. exposed that my mods suck, um, which I already knew going in, but it really made it evident at this point. Um, I really invested in some horrible mods. Uh, I put 6E materials on some really poor mods with just crap speed secondaries, which I regret. But I got the, I got the characters, so um, I definitely am going to work on that going forward and um, trying to improve my mods overall to get an edge in GAC because ultimately, ultimately that's what I care about. Well, you know, and modding is it, it's uh, one of the easiest to overlook in the game. Like it, if you don't have time, like just you know, don't don't buy mods, don't you know, don't mess with them. Just keep it everything the way they that it was. And you know, I've fallen prone to that a lot honestly, but especially with my alt. Um, I have tried to make it a priority, but man, it, it does take time and effort and it can be so frustrating. You're like, you can farm for a full month and now not actually get anything of value. So it feels so frustrating. So um, I can understand why people don't prioritize their mods as much. Well, I found it interesting. You guys mentioned refreshing for mods, uh, paying paying for uh, crystal refreshes, which I had I have never done that. So I I have started doing that. <laughs> oh, you will you will recognize the benefit of it. I um I have a video that I actually made last week that I've been just been waiting for the off week to post and. I show the difference between spending 100 crystals on refreshes and 150 crystals on refreshes for mods. Oh, and it, it's a recognizable difference. Like I think I added in a year 100, it was 100 uh, plus 15 mods in a year using wow. three refreshes. When using two, I added 70. So oh, just that 50 crystal difference was a 30 mod difference, which uh, it's no small number. I know what I'm doing now. <laughs> <laughs> well, and if you want an edge in Grand Arena, I mean, there's, I don't know how many matches I've had uh, on either account where the only way I was able to get the win was uh, just through having some advantage in mods you know it's like i over modded my uh stark to be super duper fast and the, the only way i was able to beat the guy was stark ended up being like two speed faster than bosk and that allowed me to you know use them to take out bounty hunters or something like having having a few squads available for uh, or a, a few squads with really fast mods, or at least a few characters. It's it's just so big in Grand Arena. And sometimes you're like, well, I can't use that counter because this specific character is faster than my whole team, and you know <laughs> that that takes me out of it. So, yeah, modding is huge. Yeah. Um, How was your uh, P4? 
My my P4, it, it was a little bit more rocky, but uh, once again, I was a little over-modded. Um, or not over-modded. Uh, I did have decent mods, but I... Um, yeah, I think the trickiest part was I don't have a ton of really high-end speed mods, and but my strategy for that uh, for that one is just get Droidica as fast as you can, so he's he outspeeds everyone, and then you get enough RNG from his Zeta to just counter all the time, and mm-hmm. uh, or not counter but assist, and uh, eventually you you know you come out ahead uh, and take him out. The, the RNG in that one is so crazy though, like. You have to have everything just all the, all the stars have to align. Um, yeah, I don't know how many attempts. I after about ten ish attempts, I I got angry and got my B one up to from relic one to relic three, which you know that's pretty big for my alt. I I don't I don't lightly put relics on anyone, but uh, after that, it took me two attempts. Called it good. So, nice. Yeah, it wasn't bad. And then um. You know, I think the the thing that I'm excited about, I, I'm about to get him up to seven stars. I've been hoarding my uh, GET1 currency forever and only spending it on stun guns and uh, Mark 8 electro binoculars, I think they are. Um, they're the they're the ones that, they're the salvage that you need to finish uh, for finishers sometimes. Oh, nice. Um, so I only use the currency on those two pieces. Maybe Mark IV comlinks sometimes, but uh, anyways, it just the one thing that's stressing me out is I'm, uh, it, it's my my reserves are draining so fast, and I've had so many for so long. It's like, it's like, I don't know. It, it's outside of my natural, um, you know, uh, I don't know zone of comfort, I guess. But um, how how much GET one? You said you spent a lot of your GET one to get ready for it. Yeah, I uh, really depleted my stores. Right now, uh, my gas is sitting at thirty five out of eighty five, and I have like nine hundred get one left. <laughs> it's gonna be a bit. Um, but yeah, I I just had spent it recklessly. But I mean, I needed to for for getting a lot of these characters geared up, and I didn't fully understand how geared up my clones needed to be, so. Um, I wasn't sure because this is the first time I had ever done the event and I wasn't sure about uh, the importance of the ships uh, for Rex and and five. So I got them to gear 12 before the event may have been ill-advised, but, um, and like you, I, I mean, I spent it on good stuff, important stuff, stun guns, but yeah, now I'm sitting here with a, a five-star uh, gas at a gear eight. I didn't hoard any gear either ahead of time. Like, you know, I, I, one of my guild mates was like, boom, R, R7, the day that he unlocked. I'm like, eh, mm-hmm. that is not me, my friend. <laughs> yeah. I hear that though. I mean, it's a, it, yeah, it, it can be a really, that, yeah. I, I definitely wasn't ready for it with my main account. Like I was, I was one of the poor blighters who ended up, you know, unlocking and then having a worthless gear 11 gas though i will say i think solo is the guy to talk to for if you want to find some good uses for five star oh i'd love love to know a five star in a padme team is Hmm. still basically a guaranteed win against any darth revan team you face no kidding i mean you have to you have to mod the padme team right so you still have to have 60 mods on them and health 
health primaries, et cetera, et cetera. But mm-hmm. uh, General Skywalker just goes nuts on a Padme team. You give him like 10 stacks of courage and he's one-shotting everybody on the board, even at five-star. It's fantastic. Oh, that's great. And then I can just keep Shock T with the clones and – right. You yeah. know, that's a solid team on its own. And I just actually just reliced um, Rex today. Oh, so, perfect. Uh, so that, that's a relief. <laughs> yeah, I, other than that, my plan was uh, to just use him sort of as like a pylon on uh, in GAC, just try to intimidate my opponent by putting gas on defense uh, with my clones and seeing <laughs> if they're like, whoa, that's gas. I don't know. <laughs> and hopefully they'd waste a good team on it. I don't know, <laughs> but that doesn't seem like a great plan. You know, the, the only problem with it is uh, it, it's just hard to, it's hard, hard to avoid the commander Luke counters to that. Yeah. Like just putting him with clones, like commander Luke can, like commander Luke does a great job of countering, uh, you know, high end relic seven, general skywalkers uh yeah you know at, at a pretty decent rate and you know it, it's it's a rare treat to be able to uh take out a, a you know five star skywalker with relic clones like it, it just i don't know it's yeah. one of the joys in life so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, go ahead i'll throw them with padme for sure that sounds way more uh, useful than what i what i was thinking Yes, yeah. I try, I think I might have – I mean, this video would be from, like, November when I first okay. got him because I was one of the suckers that had a five-star uh, General Skywalker for months on end. So I I think I have a video on that. Oh, man, if you can find it or point me in the right direction, I would definitely check it out. Yeah, I, I can find it for you because it might be unlisted, just – Oh, okay. Okay. So I'll take a look, but I should have one. Or at the very Sweet. least, I used it in Grand Arena, so it would be on one of my videos. Okay. Yeah, I could probably go back that way. I'm I'm getting good at using the GAC, uh, your, your counter sheet. Um, <laughs> I'm like a, nice. a spreadsheet yeah. wizard now at this point. <laughs> <laughs> good. I'm glad that, glad that that's getting some use. I feel like there was, there was a lot of people using it this, this season, actually. Oh yeah, especially for three v three. I used it. I used it early on a lot um, because I just wasn't very comfortable in three v three. I I struggled the last time it was around, and um, I struggled initially in this in this um, season. Um, But uh, I righted the ship, and the the spreadsheet was huge. So how'd you end up with? uh, How'd you end up doing this season? Um, I did pretty good. I ended uh, ten and two. Um, nice. and my first losses took place both in the first week. So I went one and two my first week, um, which was a bummer. But, uh, from then on, I just, I won out, which was cool. Um, yeah, but, yeah, it was, it was cool. I made Kyber again, which is nice. Uh, third time in a row. Um, and nice. I don't find it to be a coincidence that I started listening to the Gambit podcast when I started making Kyber. So <laughs> Uh, thank you thank you to you guys um seriously it's uh it's been a huge huge help and uh i definitely thank you guys for for allowing me to get there oh thanks man good words um yeah we we love grand arena we don't like much else 
Right. You know? <laughs> Me too. It's my uh, <laughs> it's my favorite game mode. It's it's I the the highs and the lows of GAC are like nothing else in this game. So um, the highs are are great. I, I, I many times I've I've said this before on, on our podcast, but. Um, many times have I checked the results, you know, to see if my opponent attacked or whatever and done a, uh, a fist pump just by myself, just like, yes, when I, yeah. when I get some holds <laughs> and I know, I know that they're done. <laughs> so yeah. I love it. Oh yeah. That huge grin you get, you're like, oh man. So you, you killed all my good teams and you tripped up on my, yeah. like <laughs> my Ewoks or something random. Yeah, exactly. Like, or I'll do a maniacal laugh sometimes. I'll be by myself. I can't help it. I just make this like creepy laugh. And if my wife overheard, she'd probably divorce <laughs> me. But uh, no. <laughs> I just can't help it. It's yeah, awesome. it's it's funny, actually. I, I always tell my six-year-old all about my, my matches. And he's all into it and stuff. Nice. So so my, my dad is visiting uh, from out of state right now. And he, like, he gets in and, you know, he's tonight you know i i come i come home from work and my son is just like barraging my dad who doesn't watch i, I guess he, he does support my channel and stuff he, he's pretty cool um but you know he's, he's not he doesn't play this game and it, my my son who's six is just barraging him with all this stuff about my main account my alt account and all these different <laughs> fights and he's like you know and and if you use bounty hunters to counter uh, nice sisters, you're always going to win. And <laughs> That's I'm, awesome. I'm like, wow, here, we need to get you an account, buddy. Yeah, right. <laughs> Why not? So uh, I'm pretty sure he would gear Kit Fisto immediately. So. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's super into, we've started watching uh, Clone Wars, the, the animated series. and Awesome. He is super into it. We're doing a, on our show, we're doing a, uh, we also do like non-game related Star Wars stuff um, at the end of our episodes occasionally. So we, we've been doing a full um, chronological, chronological viewing of all Star Wars content. And I've never watched the Clone Wars all the way through the, the animated series. So I'm, I too am in, enjoying it for the first time. I'm in season four at this point. Oh, the Clone Wars were so fantastic. Oh, and they have a t they give a ton of context to Galaxy of Heroes characters that <laughs> I mean, I, I had zero concept of who Savage Opress was or the Night Sisters until I watched season three, and I'm just had all of these like aha moments. I'm like, okay, I get it, I understand now. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, Savage yeah. is only in Clone Wars, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. or like I just even Fives okay. and Echo. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. true. Yeah. Because the clones just uh, up to this point were just like, oh, they're just more clones, just very disposable, <laughs> you know, and like whatever in the game. I'm like, I don't care what their names are, though. That's the that's the yellow one. That's the blue one. <laughs> what do they do? Right. You know? No, I had a I had this moment of uh, I don't know. It's not. It's a weird thing. So so clone sergeant is actually like he uses the same weapon as the clone heavy in one of the earlier episodes in episode one or season one but okay. yeah i was like oh that's heavy but then i realized <laughs> heavy's not a sergeant so i don't know hmm. i don't know how i feel about it but um you know it, it is just an interesting thing to think about uh think about how the clone wars has really shaped galaxy of heroes actually 
Yeah, because start, starting characters, Daka was there, I believe. Um, and then um, Savajo Press, I started when it first launched, but I have I took a long hiatus. Uh, Savajo Press was in the um, Squad Arena score, store, and I just farmed him because he looked cool. I'm like, he's a Zabrak, he's black and yellow, he looks, <laughs> he's, he's ripped. Right. He uses a cool lightsaber, he just looks awesome. Like, sign me up. He's He has to be a great character. <laughs> not the best well but to be fair Savage was the first nest I mean this was four years ago but Savage was such a pain to take out back in the day with the Zeta the yeah 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 he did work in the uh in the hat raid too I think uh, I heard that he was or he could saw like phase one I think or something or potentially yeah uh yeah i think maybe you're right actually that sounds familiar i just i never had him so i never did it yeah mine's i, I keep wanting to gear him up to gear 12 because i have a feat that or a quest that would make me closer to a sith but <laughs> i i just i don't know hard to gear him when i have rose tico to gear so <laughs> yeah priorities yeah, man. Um, so let's see. Let's let's actually uh, talk about this last week in Grand Arena. Just uh, how how each of us did. We can try to do like the round robin thing. Um, yeah. You know, you, if you guys want to do that. Um, sure. So solo, how did you do this week in Grand Arena? Uh, I finished two and one. I actually, I mean, I <laughs> so. My first round was a rematch against somebody I fought at the end of Season 7. And he lost twice to my Darth Revan on top. He lost to my Ray with the mirror match, actually, on bottom. And so he just said, screw it, and wasn't, <laughs> wasn't going to finish the fight. So uh, he didn't clear any zones in my first match. Second one, I went up against, well... He's now your former guildmate. At the time, he was in your guild. And he's actually one of my former guildmates. Um, and he set both Revens on D. And I set my Darth Revan on defense. And it was basically just a slugfest that I ended up coming out the better on. And then uh, my final match was up against a guy that... He's a top 50 Kyber player. He has... Well, heading into the match had 348,000 lifetime banners. And. Just crazy. That is crazy. Um, he, he earned the win on that one. He, he put uh, in front a Ray team that has Watt in it to draw out CLS. So basically, I used CLS to kill Watt, and then I did normal Suicide Ray. And I beat his Ray in the front zone. Then in the back, he had the resistance heroes under a fin lead. And I had used my Je Jedi Knight Revan. I had used my General Skywalker. I had used my CLS. And um, I had literally nothing to beat his Ray or beat his fin. So I was not able to full clear him. He was able to full clear me, but 
at a very, very ugly rate. I mean, he had multiple losses on the board, but uh, including to my Poggle with Django team. But nice, I use that. I use a similar team. Um, There's out. Yeah, but he was he was able to clear the board, so he earned the win. Good for him. I had made Kyber beforehand, so I kind of experimented on a few teams. Um, got into a fight with Zareth, <laughs> saying Geos should be on offense. He said, no, they shouldn't. And then I used my Geos to beat Shakti and clones that were full R7. So, ha, take that, Zareth. <laughs> uh, well, to be, to be real clear, though, um, <laughs> you, you did – you did say that it's a guaranteed undersized win every single match. And you said that you weren't going to use that. You didn't use them undersized. So I, I mean, said, no, no. I said, when you go up against uh, what's it called new and Dooku teams or Poggle lead teams, it's a guaranteed undersized. Uh, so like when you're, when you're trying to beat squads that everyone can beat, then you can undersize with, with a strong squad. That's, that's cool. Yeah. I'm, yeah I'm hey, I'll take my happy 55 banners. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you know, <laughs> you know, I'll take my 55 when I just use nest to do the same. And, and then I have a strong squad on defense. So yeah, anyways. <laughs> uh, I used nest as well that round on a different team. So I got in that zone, I scored 56, 55, 54, and 53. <laughs> that was a fun zone. Nice. They averaged 54.5 banners. That's <laughs> pretty neat. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> so Zareth, that was my week. How was your week? Uh, my week was my week was okay. I, I was on vacation for most of the week. So uh, my first match was uh, it was it was okay. It, it, um, I'm trying to remember now. It, it was it was a pretty my opponent went pretty hard on offense, and I, he his Grand Arena, uh, his Grand Arena history was like pretty obviously he was just going to go full offense, and so I just went crazy hard defense, put Supreme Leader Kylo in the back with Darth Revan in the front, and you know to draw out any good teams, and he didn't come close to full clearing me, so um, that went well, and then um, I. Next match was against someone with both Galactic Legends who decided to be, uh, to go just like hardcore jerk mode uh, and put both on defense. And then I, I just, I made a mistake against his Galactic Ray. Both of, both of his Galactic Legends were uh, ultimated. So my plan was to use Supreme Leader Kylo to mirror his Supreme Leader Kylo and then just use the Suicide Ray. Uh, team and uh, that that would have worked okay except uh, I, I just messed up with my Jedi uh, Revan squad with with General Skywalker and then I couldn't even clear that zone with uh, my Supreme Leader Kylo and ended up just uh, I couldn't even clear one zone first time that's ever happened but I didn't even clear one zone so uh, embarrassing yes but it happens, I suppose. And uh, he he didn't even he couldn't even clear my Darth Revan team. Like he, he wasn't he wasn't a great player. He just couldn't clear my. <laughs> I just couldn't take out his Galactic Legends, and uh, so we won. So 
not my favorite match, but I was also on vacation and slightly intoxicated while I was attacking. So um, <laughs> that'll I, I do it. I forgive myself. I have a lot of experience with um, attack. Actually, I don't. I don't attack inebriated. Um, that's the one rule I make as the Galaxy of Bureaus uh, co-host. <laughs> I, I, I don't mix GAC and booze unless it's my uh, it's my alt account. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. See, I I don't either. I I normally just don't drink at all. But oh, yeah, I was, it was vacation, so yeah. Well, yeah, of course. So yeah, it it ended up being okay. It was just uh, it it sucks to lose to something like Galactic Legends. I've I've been really trying hard to make sure that it doesn't uh, the Galactic Legends specifically don't uh, you know stop me from winning. And you know I don't want it to become an excuse, but you know it it was just frustrating because I just couldn't get through as Galactic Legends. So um, yeah. It is what it is. Then the next match, the guy had Supreme Leader Kylo, and he kept him for offense, and very clearly one shot my, uh, very clearly one shot my Darth Revan squad, which I don't think he could have done with any of his other squads. So, um, so it, it, he ran out of steam hard in the back, and he couldn't clear me, and I won. So. Yeah, so good, good enough week. Two and one. End of the season at nine and three on my main. So, uh, my tied for my worst season ever, but still made Kyber. And Rick, how did you end up doing this week? How were your matches? Um, they were, they were pretty good. Um, my I went three and zero this week. Um, my first matchup was probably my most difficult. I attacked first. Um, and it, um, I ended up full clearing my opponent and I had scouted them. Um, I looked at their GAC history and just kind of glanced at the roster just to see what I might be up against. And, um, luckily the, the strategy that I've been using is, uh, it pretty much has no downsides. Um, I would say, or no downside. Um, I typically save all of my strongest teams for offense. And then I put some just, some not uh, world-beating like meta teams on defense, but just some stuff that can get some holds, hopefully. And that's good enough. I try to make it an efficiency match. So um, I attacked first. They uh, attacked uh, when I woke up the next day, and they actually – we tied, and I had higher GP, so I ended up getting the win, which was nice. Um, then my second match um, – my second and third match were very similar. I, I won both, um, and neither of my opponents were able to clear me, but I was able to full clear them. Um, really, um, both people, I mean, had very similar outcomes. They um, they cleared my front two zones, but in the bottom, I, I've been hiding a uh, – it's a Dooku lead with uh, Talzin and Zombie, and both uh, Talzin – Dooku's only gear 11, but um, – Talzin and Zombie, Talzin is R4 or 5, and uh, Zombie is, is only year 12. But um, this team just consistently has been just doing work on defense. Um, people, I think they underestimate it or just really don't know what to do with it. Um, but whatever, whatever it's doing, it worked for me. Um, it, it, had, um, it took three attempts uh, for both both opponents to try and clear and neither one could finish it um, by the time they got to the, to the back territory. So 
uh, pretty much secured the win at that point. Um, and really, it might have been a moot point because um, both of my, my 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 last two opponents, neither one could could take out my home one fleet on defense. Um, I just have like it's not a great fleet. It's just home one with uh, houndstooth, you know, uh, 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 bigs on on defense with the start in the starting three, and they just couldn't take it out, which amazed me because I don't know how you get. I guess in Division Three, just I don't know. Some people don't really invest in fleets as much as they should. <laughs> That's absolutely been my experience too. Uh, yeah, my my negotiator on defense is just really hard for a lot of people to crack. Yeah, it. I don't. I don't understand. I guess people just use the currency on other things or just don't really invest in it. But again, I, I just don't understand. Like, what's your plan if you do come up against a negotiator? You know, that that's why I invested in a malevolent. So. I've been saving that on offense and uh, the last two rounds at that thing, I don't even, I don't even bring reinforcements. I just, uh, the, <laughs> the starting three just destroys anything. Their crappy Mace Windu fleet with like <laughs> tie bomber or I don't know, not tie bomber. <laughs> That's not even in the game yet. Um, or I guess it's in the infancy. Um, but yeah, it, it just, it's just mangling these, these crappy ships they put on defense. So yeah, overall did well. Um, ended up getting 855th place in uh, in Division Three, uh, nice. which I which I think was. Uh, oh, I guess you haven't talked about your all. You're gonna do your alt life uh, segment at some point, so I won't say anything more. <laughs> uh, still, I mean, it, I just think it, going 10 and two that, that's a pretty great record. That's that's better than what I managed on my main uh better than solo managed on his main I, you know yeah. and i think the even more more awesome is you know you've managed to get to kyber three times in a row and uh, that's across uh two different uh types uh, two different uh grand arena styles you know 3v3 and 5v5 so uh, thanks pretty, pretty impressive and awesome Appreciate it, man. It's uh, I, I was liking three v three towards towards the end there. Um, kind of a little sad to see it go. I know Solo is probably going to uh, break <laughs> his keyboard in the, half. Uh, microphone <laughs> <Right>. here. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean it's. I'm I'm glad to get back to five v five. But um, I I kind of find it started to find you know certain teams that worked in three v three on defense and you know that I, I preferred. Like I liked my Night Sisters on defense a lot in three v three in the first round and maybe it was just you know bad bad strategy on my part but i took them for offense thinking that oh yeah you know i have i have strong night sisters i'm gonna do work on offense with them and i just found Talzin to not be very strong her leadership to not really get it done for me like like she had in in 5v5 so i parked them on defense and they they did really well for me yeah um and that's fair. I, I like them on defense as well, honestly. They're so frustrating. Zombie is so good in 3v3. Yeah. Yeah. In oh. 3v3, I like them on defense much better. But in 5v5, I just consider them an offensive team. Yeah, they're so versatile. You know, they can – there's not much they can't beat. I mean, well, they're sure, there are things they can't beat. But um, I use it I use it as a Jedi Knight Revan counter. You know, I can take out Relic – uh, Jedi Knight Revan squads pretty easily on offense in 5v5 with Night Sisters, which is nice to have. 
yeah, that totally. Um, and and one thing that's interesting in you know in the, the higher level divisions or lower level, I, I don't know the the non division one divisions. Um, <laughs> I I like one thing I really like about those divisions specifically is just uh, they're they're not everyone has every single thing. You know, mm-hmm. you said you've never had to face General Skywalker, and neither have I. And, uh, you know, sometimes people have a developed Padme, sometimes they don't. Uh, you know, it, it, once you get to where I'm at, at like 6.4 on my main, everyone has everything to some degree. Sometimes you're like, oh, this guy only has Relic 2 on everyone. That's great. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's easy mode. But... <laughs> But the fact is, they still have that thing, and it's still been developed to a pretty high level. In in the other divisions, though, it, it's nice. Like you can scout, and like, oh, they haven't actually unlocked either Revan yet. Like your scouting is significant in the in the sense that you can just look and see what they have, as opposed to just assuming that they have. Yeah, absolutely, and and. Scouting is is key, I think, um, or it can be, you know, at least getting a general sense. I wouldn't even pull up GAC histories necessarily for every opponent um, this time around. It was just more like looking at their roster and, you know, main main hits. You know, what, what are their best characters? What are they probably going to do to me? And uh, then you can go to GAC history if you need a little more clarification. But, yeah, most people, it seemed like everybody was pretty much doing the same exact thing you know, putting stuff on defense, nothing crazy and saving everything for offense and then just getting into a, you know, kind of a efficiency battle with them. Um, is that kind of what you experienced too? Did it, has any, have there been many turtles for you on your alt or uh, is it pretty much similar strategy? You know, uh, this last week was just, uh, it was a much more, it was a much different, much more different week. I'm struggling with the English, English language right now. Um, <laughs> It, this last week was a pretty different week for me with my alt just because the there was one guy like he he ended up clearing he i think he killed a couple squads was all uh because he put all of his good squads on defense and luckily i had all of my good squads on offense basically and like and i have a difficult defense not not a you know people can full clear me if they want to bring their full offense but as it stood it, it yeah that they got they got taken out pretty pretty efficiently i feel like i think i one shot everything maybe one squad i I had a two shot but yeah so he turtled up then the next guy had a darth revan squad that he thought was pretty good and then the last the last guy had a really strong hit uh, all relic seven sith empire squad so so yeah people People were turtling more in my last week. The the three weeks preceding that, like, it's just everyone put a paper defense in and tried to go for efficiency. So, which I appreciated. Yeah, so. same here. I like those kinds of fights. It's like I have to be perfect, and I, that's what I strive to be. You know, one attempt everything, and I love it when uh, I see them fail one more time than I did. <laughs> it's like. A, great feeling that's like that secures victory right there you know right oh yeah they fail once and you're like yep i win yep again mm-hmm. yep absolutely um so i 
I think we're about toward the end of this segment. Uh, Brick, is there any words of wisdom you'd like to share with us? Hmm. Game related or no? I, not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if you have if you have life wisdom to share. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I guess uh, I, I think you guys do a great job of, of giving uh, really good insight on GAC. So I'll leave that to you. I mean, I, I think I think in the only thing I guess I would say is for if you are a player that's in this in Division three or kind of in this GP bracket. Um, I think having a plan, like I kind of said earlier, is, is really important from a roster construction standpoint. You know, you need to have an answer and you have a solution for what your, your opponents are going to put out there. And um, I think part of my success in GAC is having a fairly well-balanced roster for GAC. Um, I don't think a lot of players that I've, that I've come across um, in, in uh, Division Three have that. You know, they, they seem to have really invest in poor characters overall, or they don't seem to be really working on a meta. <laughs> I don't know what they're working on. I look at their roster, some yeah. of their rosters, I'm like, you have a relic Tarkin, okay, and no no Revan. Or even appear to be farming either either Revan. So I I don't know. There are some bad opponents in there, but um yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that, that that's an important thing is to have have a solution uh, for what your what your opponents can put out there, and work on important characters. The Revens, Gas, um, you know, have a good Grievous. You know, important characters that that aren't just you know, Gear Thirteen Tar Tarkin. Don't Gear Thirteen Tarkin. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Unless it's part of a, a good plan somehow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Unless you have Tie Bomber, and now apparently a relic hey. Tarkin with. <laughs> Tide bomber right. is doing damage. <laughs> the rise of the Tarkin. I spoke too soon. So you know what? Discount what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a great it's a great point. Like have a plan going into each match, but have an overall plan for your roster. That's that's huge. Uh, you know, I I have a I have a tracking spreadsheet that I I have followed pretty well through the years now at this point. Um that's it's huge to be able to stay on track and be able to see your overall goals actually starting to be realized and actually see you see yourself, you know, marching toward your, your goals that you're setting yourself. I, that's, I think that's really smart. Honestly. Yeah, it's easy, easy to lose sight in this game of, of what your main objective was. You know, I, there's, I find myself constantly and maybe every few weeks reassessing like, what, what am I working on right now? Cause you can get, it can, I can get lost in the shuffle if you don't actually have a plan. Luckily, gas kept me like had a linear focus to say this is it. But yeah, well, thanks for having me on, guys. I uh, I appreciate it. It's an honor yeah, to be we, on the show. We really we really appreciate you having uh, taking the time to speak with us. And you know, for our listeners, please go give the Galaxy of Beeros a listen uh, or a watch. It's on YouTube as well. Um, these, these guys are a lot of fun and have a lot of good insights to the game. We will be leaving links to uh, various Galaxy of Bureau things, uh, including your Discord server. And uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully some people realize that, uh, you know, there's not, not only is there Galaxy of Heroes, but um, there's also beer. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. Thanks for the plugs, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for joining. Anytime. All right. So, 
we're on to our next segment. It's Solo and I uh, back again. Uh, <laughs> thanks so much for Brick for joining us. That was a lot of fun. Uh, go listen to his podcast. and uh, But listen to the rest of this one first because we're talking <laughs> about important things. Uh, well, at least we think they're important. In our heads. And they are. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Uh, so... This next segment is going to be about podcast questions that people go to our Discord server, they uh, ask questions, and we answer them. It's almost exactly the way it sounds, in fact. Uh, so who would have thought that? But this, uh, the first question we have today is, I took Scarif Rebel Pathfinder to Relic 5 for the U-Wing, he is an excellent tank, but what is the best way to use him in GAC? How does he rank among rebel tanks to put with Commander Luke? That's, he so he is actually a good tank. My problem with him is just the amount of gear he requires. But if you already have that taken care of because of the U-wing is really the only reason why um you can absolutely start using him on CLS squads. Yeah, he's good. Uh he's good on Commander Luke squads. I would say that in general, Old Ben is gonna be a better fit. Sure. Like, I I just think the old Ben is better, but sure, yeah, he's uh, otherwise he's He's fine. I think one one use that gets overlooked, or at least I haven't seen it a lot, is he's pretty good in the Geonosis territory battles uh, with Commander Luke, because he just like he keeps taunting and he doesn't really die that often. Like he keeps getting his buff back, so they they target him, they take him out. You know that that team just gets completely wrecked and then wrecked and then wrecked again. But a lot of times, it's just Scarif Rebel Pathfinder getting wrecked. And if you're using a Commander Luke team, which that doesn't happen too often, depending on what your guild's plan is, but if that, if that is part of your plan, I think he's actually a fairly solid use for, for him. Now, the best way to use him in Grand Arena, I, he's really great as a crew member of Biston's Ewing. So, uh, try know, not to oversell him here, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so there's that. The other thing I keep thinking of though, is like, what can, what's, what makes all the tanks pretty good? I think, I think that he, he's pretty good with what, because regardless, you can't dispel, if, if he's taunting, you can't dispel that, uh, you can't dispel that buff. And so unless it's uh, an annihilate kind of uh, ability, like one that doesn't allow for revives, then he'll always revive no matter what with Watt. And then Watt can just reapply it and it, it makes it more irritating. So I don't necessarily think there's a really obvious choice. He isn't a, he, he's a good tank, like you say, Solo. I don't think he's a transcendent tank though. No, he's he's definitely not the best tanker, anything along those lines. But I think he's, if you already have him R5, 
he's solid. Yeah, I, I agree. More solid than uh, like a Relic 2 Old Ben? I, I have no idea. <laughs> Probably I'd take Old Ben still, but... But yeah, if you're if he's already relic five, yeah, you you could find a use for him on a Watt team, you know, on a team with Watt. Yeah. You always Grand Arena. You always need some kind of tank, and, and he's he really is a decent plug and play tank as well. Honestly, just because because he's self buffing and he just keeps keeps reviving. He can be pretty frustrating. So. Um. Clearly, Solo and I don't have Relic 5 Scarif scare <laughs> Pathfinders. I, I would like one, actually. Solo is always making fun of me for getting my Biston and uh, SRP up to, to Gear 12. And honestly, Biston's U-Wing is really good. It's a really solid ship. And my guess is that it's going to pair extremely well with the Rebel Y-Wing once we get more widespread use of it. But well, we will see. So our next question is, hey, uh, which is not a question. Uh, just got gas, and it's looking like he will end up being gear 12 plus 5 by the roster lock for next season. So for the first week, curious what you guys think he would have. What, oh, what use? Okay, there's just a... A random, a superfluous A on the contact on top of the use. Uh, what use you guys think he would have debating throwing him as a fifth for a Padme squad running him under Bastila lead or something else? And this is uh, in Division 4, 2.9 million or so. Yeah, well, uh, we already basically talked about this with Brick. Um, I think... Well, so it also depends at D4. Like, you talked about how an undergeared General Skywalker is, you know, CLS fodder. But at the same point, at D4, you're not going to be running into many high-powered CLS teams. Like, you're going to be running into CLS teams, obviously, but not exactly a G many G13 CLS teams. So... In theory, he still works with the clones, but personally, before he's ready to go, I, I love him as a fifth on Padme, and he will just make every Padme fight easy for you, basically. Yeah, it's a good point, though. Uh, I think, I think, yeah, he. The the problem I have with him with clones in general is. He doesn't do much for him. He protects him a little bit, but before he gets to be tanky, uh, you know, with relics and everything, he he just does a one one good mass assist, and he's just sitting down. And then the the clones just get slaughtered because they don't have they don't have a very good leadership from him. The the plus two percent uh, buff for for their offense for for buffs that their opponent has had or whatever. It's fine over time. That will really make a big difference. But initially, it's just not not super strong. So, I guess my thought is, he's at, at five stars. 
he's he's just not that great with clones regardless you're right though that so a lot of people in those divisions don't necessarily have the strongest commander luke's i i have a relic commander luke team so i'm i'm a little biased i guess or my slant or my skew <laughs> my <laughs> view is slanted or skewed as as you will but uh, one way or another I, I think that yeah with padme is a great answer so Right. Um, I think the biggest transition is honestly trying to, uh, once you get him to seven stars, trying to pry him free from Padme. I, th I feel like that was an issue that you had a little bit solo when you were used to having him on Padme and your Padme squad was so so much weaker once you had to actually use him with, <laughs> as God intended, with clones. <laughs> yeah, Padme started going on defense because I stopped using her on offense. Because yeah. she wasn't doing what she used to do. <laughs> yeah, the old girl ain't, ain't what she used to be. <laughs> um, so the next question, excluding everything related to Galactic Legends over the past year or two, if you need to go further, what are your three biggest regrets when it comes to your roster development? Example, a tune you regret investing resources in, one you wish you had but still haven't today, or even a mismanagement of other resources like crystal or shipment currencies? Uh, well, when it comes to that last part, I feel like I do pretty well there. Um, there have been a few tunes that I wish I invested more in earlier. For instance, B2. I kept putting off B2. Right now, he's at 12 plus 5, but... And the plan was, I'll get to him at the end of January. Of course, then in the middle of January, Galactic Legends are announced, and B2 is still sitting at 12 plus 5, <laughs> because I went on the Galactic Legend chase. Um, Aura Singh, she's one that I regret. And it's not that I regret investing in her, because the reason I was investing in her was good reason for p3 the sith raid i just did it too slowly and then like i i don't know it was probably two weeks after i gave the um was it yeah it was probably about two weeks after i gave her the leadership zeta <laughs> the new p3 team came out and just made the Aura Singh team worthless. Um, so that's a Zeta and some gear I could probably gladly take back. Other than that, there's really not much that I quote-unquote regret about my roster. There's, I mean, we can be playing this game for 10 years, and I'm still going to say, man, I wish I had this tune, this tune, and this tune geared up just because that's sort of the nature of the beast. But I don't really regret gearing up many of the tunes that I have geared up right now. What about you? Yeah, I, I'm actually, I'm pretty happy with my my level of investment and my, uh, where my roster's at, what I've done with it. I think, I think that one regret is I've done almost nothing with Wampa. I love his kid. I love all the things he does. I love the end all be all. Uh, just 
destroys, just pones people so hard with his Wampa. It's really fun to see. And my Wampa is so underwhelming in comparison. <laughs> so I wish that my, my Wampa doesn't even have a Zeta. No, no Zetas, he's gear 12, pretty mediocre. He's been on my favorites list and I haven't given him a piece of gear for like well over a year. And I regret not having put anything on him. But at the same time, I also, I can't think of a single character that I have at gear 13 right now that I would swap with Wampa. Uh, like Captain Phasma, sure. But I, I need her for Supreme Kylo so that, you know, she's off the table. Uh, I can't, I, I'm looking through my roster right now. I, I just don't see what character I would prioritize. One, one thing that I've always wanted to do is put a relic on Chirpa, uh, not Chirpa, sorry, on Paplu on the Ewok and just make him super fast the way you're doing it on your alt solo. I've, I've always liked the idea of just making a super fast Paplu and making people, making unwary travelers uh, day hard so um yeah well i got another defend in the final round with paplu so <laughs> I, I mean it's honestly fantastic and it's not that it's a great team it's just that it's so easy to underestimate that team that it constantly works well yeah i i've seen a few different streams where people just jump in with their gear 12 troopers without checking speeds at all yeah just assuming that they're going to crush the Ewoks. And every time I've seen it, it's worked out for them. And I'm just like, I really wish I, I mean, if they, I, my guess is that they would still trip up against my Paplu, but without gear 13, like uh, you can't make him as fast as I would prefer him to be. So, and, and then it, it's kind of spirals downward though, because one gear 13 Ewok seems a little suspicious to me especially if it's against a good player so I, then i'd be like oh well i'll just uh i'll get i'll get some relics on wicket because he hits hard <laughs> at gear 13 and then it spiral, spirals out of control and you have a whole phoenix fiasco on your hands yes but, and you've already had one phoenix fiasco so let's <laughs> i have though ready. i don't regret it actually I think that your constant mockery has actually made me not re regret it. Like it's somehow like hardened me against that regret. So, <laughs> so we have that. Uh, <laughs> anyways, we should move on. Uh, along those same lines, outside the meta, what are the most important non-meta teams for the coming year, maybe after the road ahead? I really like this question because this is what I kind of enjoy and before these galactic legends what I like to think I was good at it's you know the reason I got Jedi Knight Revan and Darth Malak and Darth Revan all in a free-to-play way is because of this advanced planning type of thing so I like this question I think the obvious answer is going to be bounty hunters um we already have Mando and Grief in the game, because they're not going to be free to play for, what, another six weeks or so, right around then? Um, 
Uh, it'll be a little bit closer to that, closer than that, because they just came out in shipments last week. So yeah, we've got another five weeks at most. I think. Right. So it's coming up. I would say it's going to be in your best interest to farm them up and gear them up. In fact, the second I finish my first order farm, um, I already have grief at G11 and double zated. I will be getting Mando up to G11 as well. Um, I think that'll be big. They hinted at uh, a new tune coming this month. And they said that we would get more info in the road ahead. This is all sort of sorted around the Empire Strikes Back anniversary. So it wouldn't surprise me to see a return of either Rebels or Empire. My guess would be Empire just because Rebels, while they're not necessarily super meta right now, you still have that CLS trio and they're just so good. So it wouldn't surprise me to see a Vader trio come out. I don't know who they would be. You know, I don't even feel like speculating when it comes to that, but it wouldn't surprise me to see an empire team start to develop um, in the next month or two. Yeah, I I think that's very reasonable. And along those same lines, so, so bounty hunters, yes, I, I think, especially with the stuff Mando can do and grief adds so much utility to that squad. He's arguably better than Mando in a lot of ways. Uh, so, so that's obvious to me, but I, th- I think, so here's my bold prediction. I think that Ahsoka Tano Fulcrum will end up being relevant again soon ish. I don't, I don't know. Soon is not probably not the right word, but I just think the momentum right now in us getting, we're getting rebel stuff, we're getting Empire Strikes Back things. And it, so far that's only manifested in ships, but we're, we have a whole other month of that. So that, that kind of implies that we're, there may be going to be working on that some more. And I just think that there's also all this momentum right now. There's all these rumors about a live action show with Ahsoka and you know, them, them continuing the story, the story from Rebels. And it just seems to me like she's honestly not terrible right now anyways. You, you just have to do so much to make her good that it's probably not worth the effort. But my guess, the, my bold prediction, because it is bold, it, it might, it could very well be wrong. But my bold prediction is that Ahsoka Tano Fulcrum will end up being relevant in the next, I don't know, year. I would love that. Um, Me too. I I have wanted a reason to gear her up for so long because I just love her character. Period. Um, yeah, she's awesome. I yeah. that's she's. Yeah, we don't need to talk about it, but I I really like Ahsoka too. So I w- I would absolutely love if we if they gave us a reason to gear her up. Um, I just, so I hope so. I, I hope so. I hope you're right. <laughs> yeah, I, and maybe that's that's the basis of of my statement here. <laughs> it's just based on hope. <laughs> right. But 
rebellions are built on hope. Yes, so. yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I do think that rebels are going to be relevant and empire, though. I think you're absolutely right about that. I, I, and I hope you're right. We were talking, I was talking in a different chat with someone about Rogue One and they were like, man, I wish that they would just make them more relevant and, you know, like their story, they're so good. I'm like, well, they're already actually very canonical in terms of like what they accomplished in the movie and in the game, they accomplished the same thing. At the end of the battle, they're all dead. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well played, sir. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that that said i would love a rogue one rework so <laughs> i did you see somebody on reddit and in fact cg was a top hat even commented um they made a galactic legend chase and they put they put some work into this and oh I yeah loved, that was good i i loved the idea i thought it was fantastic yeah, I mean, it was all tongue in cheek, like it wasn't practical right, the way they built not. it. But, but yeah, it was it was cool. Like, I, I wonder. So it would be like Krennic and Death Trooper would be the opposite side or something. Yeah, which is less awesome. But yeah, I I, I thought that was very well done. It was cool. Yay! We, we said something nice about Reddit, and now let's move forward before we can take it back. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, and actually, this this is a very important segment. Our, our uh, penultimate segment, or I guess it's the pen penultimate, uh, alt life. And, you know, we both have pretty fun alts. And um, I'm excited to talk about mine. But first, let's talk about yours. How did you end up doing this week and overall on your alt this this week solo? Uh, I am so glad with my alt that 3v3 is over. I hate the Galactic, I hate fighting Galactic Legend Ray with my main account. My alt account, I finished 9 and 3. All three of those losses were because I went up against a Galactic Legend Ray when I didn't have one. Um, and that's just frustrating. Uh, but I ended up finishing 9 and 3 overall, so I really can't complain that much. I made Kyber for this is now the eighth time in a row on my alt. I didn't mention it earlier, but I made Kyber on my main for the seventh time as well. Um, so, I, I mean, I ended strong enough. 2 and 1 for the week, 9 and 3 overall. I'll take it. Um, it's nothing compared to you, though, so why don't we? switch focus to you because your alt had a much better time than my alt did. Uh, it, it did. This is, this is big. Actually, it, it, it's a very strange thing when I am anticipating the results on my alt for Grand Arena way more than my main. Like it, it, nev- it has never happened, actually. I, I always care more about my main account. And in general, that's true. But... So if, if you've been listening along, then you'll know that I was 9 and 0 going into this week. I'd gotten all the feats done, and all except for a couple random ones, I'd gotten uh, all of the zones cleared pretty efficiently, and I was ready to potentially make a run at getting top 10 on the alt. So uh, moving into the first match, my opponent... Uh, 
and I, I went over this, I guess, a little bit with Brick, but I, I'll, I'll go over it just a little bit here now. Uh, my opponent went like full turtle mode, put his arena team on defense, or at least the 3v3 version, uh, you know, put, put everything on defense. And if I, if I hadn't just kept everything for offense, basically, I wouldn't have been able to clear it. I ended up getting a, a full clear on him. He didn't do much. Uh, then the rest, I, I got lucky in my first match because that was the only other account other than mine that didn't have Darth Revan. Uh, so I, I got the one non-Darth Revan and then the rest of them, every other match was guaranteed Darth Revan. Uh, my next match, the guy put, uh, what, Darth Revan and Bastila together I think and that's a really tough one for me to counter it took me a little bit to figure out uh, but I but I did I got it um, barely beat the guy actually he was very efficient and he was actually I didn't say this previously he was undefeated in 3v3 going into that like he he was legitimately really strong uh, player and he he came real close I think our, our final score ended up being like within uh, closer than 20 points so one fail uh and i would have just been done uh and i think he probably had the teams to actually finish me off in one shots each but he uh he just did i don't know i think he was saving a team to try to take i thought he was good i think he thought my palpatine team would be easier meet than it actually was so i got a one defense off of him and then the rest he full cleared efficiently uh the final match man i i'm about to release a video of it actually so if you want to watch that match uh and not be surprised or and be surprised at the end i would recommend you guys just go uh watch the video first uh it's it's kind of a slog in a lot of ways but the what happened was the guy put so so this is where spoiler territory starts guys uh fair warning so the guy put darth revan at relic seven uh and malik at relic seven and seth sith empire trooper at relic seven all on all in the same squad in uh the bottom zone so i, I needed to clear that squad Relic 7, Darth Revan, is just really hard to take out. Malak is really hard to take out. I threw my Bounty Hunters in there, and normally they do fine, but they're only gear 12, and Revan just one-shot Bosk. Just pwned him. Just WTF pwned him. My uh, Boba actually got a rocket shot off and almost killed Revan because he had so many stacks of debuffs. Almost just killed him. Didn't quite make it. Uh, and then I proceeded to... Uh, but so the, the the bounty hunters all got slaughtered. Then uh, Padme got slaughtered. Uh, my commander Luke team got slaughtered. Though I kept Chewie for the feet just in case. Uh, and and then I just started throwing random just low level teams to try to take out that to try to draw out all of their specials. And my last ditch attack went with General Grievous. If it was for all the marbles, that was a, that was the last squad that I could possibly. Uh, potentially win with and Grievous managed to kill uh, Darth Revan and uh, Sith Empire Troopers or Sith Empire Trooper and almost killed Malak uh, and, and then he died 
or I think I actually let him time out because Malik was so low on health, finished him off with Kylo Ren, Watt, and First Order Executioner. And then the rest of his teams were garbage. And uh, in the front zones, cleared those. The back zone, were, like I had one guy that was level 85. He was gear one. The rest of them were all just gear one or gear two. And, uh, you know, like two or three stars. Just the, the definition of a garbage squad, uh, zone. So I got the full clear. He couldn't clear my fleet, and he had lost, he had dropped a couple battles anyways. So I managed to full clear, got all of my feats done, including the my with my gear one Rolo uh, with Chewie, and uh, I even managed to kill twelve uh, Imperials or kill twelve characters with Imperials over the course of uh, two two of my fights. So I ended up with everything in that in that mission it, it it took 14 fights to get through but i i got through and uh the end result was i cashed everything in and i was sitting at number three uh overall in the division and uh i've slowly sunk to uh number seven so we'll see if if I can hold on. I'm so close. I'm almost at top 10. We'll find out once you guys listen to this, if you listen to it in the morning, uh, at least in our morning, uh, you, you can check for yourself. It's division three. My alt is called uh, the extremely original Zareth alt. And yeah, that I, it looks like I'm going to make top 10. I don't know for sure. There may be someone sandbagging, but at this point, I'm, I'm, it's looking decent at least. There has to be four more people to push me out. And it, it doesn't seem like there's going to be that many, but who knows? Nice. That is such a fantastic result. So congratulations. It's well earned for your first three weeks of not scouting your opponents. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. Yeah. I, I mean, and gosh, this is going so long, so I'll, I'll try to keep it short, but I'll just say, it takes a lot of luck to get top 10, like to go 12 and 0. It takes a lot of luck. Like I, I just got good matchups. A lot of the time it's, it's uh, division three. So the competition isn't as advanced. I've kind of tailored my strategy for gearing and farming to grand arena anyways. So I have a really robust, deep roster for that GP. And yeah, I, <laughs> I got lucky as well. So it, it was, it was a pretty epic run and yeah. So thanks for the congrats. And I, I hope, I hope it follows through first, first top 10 of anything, you know, get that cool Kyber contender title and then move on to not caring about how I do on my alt again. <laughs> so uh, now that I've gone on at length about that, uh, let's let's talk about uh, real briefly. What have we done to prepare for Grand Arena, and then get everyone out of here? Yeah, I have. I got Red Panda up to R five. Uh, Hux got put up to R three, um, and that's it. Red Panda was G twelve uh, last week. Hux was already R1, so he only got two Relic levels. Uh, Red Panda got all of his Relic levels this week. Other than that, I, I'm just working on First Order. Uh, I have 
three characters left to go until I can start my Supreme Leader Kylo farm. And of those three characters, I have all of the regular energy um, equipment finished for them. So now I'm just working on the actual G12 plus pieces, which are all, you know, fleet energy. So I'm farming the hell out of the fleet nodes. So hopefully soon I can start working on something I want to. Um, so that's my week of preparation. How do your week of preparation go? I mean, it, it's depressing. I, <laughs> I have done almost nothing. I, I almost have six Zetas saved. Yay. Yay. Uh, I know. Woohoo. So when I eventually unlock Ray, <laughs> I'll just, uh, just throw those all in the dumpster. Um, <laughs> I mean, she, she's great. She's a good character who will always be on defense. So I won't learn anything about her. So it will feel like a waste, but I'll have one extra team on offense. So, Hey, um, yeah. and I did get, uh, the resistance hero Finn, uh, up to seven stars and gear 12. Rose is up to gear 12, and I've, I have been just hoarding a bunch of gear, just waiting. Uh, there's no real rush to get any of these characters up, except for Hero Finn. He loves gear 13. I'll get him to Relic 5 immediately uh, once I get enough gear for him. But, you know, I, I think I have, I have enough for five furnaces to go to different places. So, and that... Honestly, that's just a, feels like a drop in the bucket. That squad needs so many furnaces. Uh, but all I need to farm left, all I need to get to is uh, Poe is almost done. He's almost to seven stars. And then everyone will at least be gear 12. And I, uh, yeah, I think what I'm going to end up doing is I'm going to spend some money. I'm not going to whale out on gear 12 pieces. I'm going to whale out on just buying Chirotex for most of them. I think that's that's my, you know, I'm going to dolphin out and do that. Yeah, I, I think that's the best. Uh, if you're going to spend, that is the best investment to do it on. Um, because otherwise you need so many Chirotex. So many. Um yeah, so many. Yeah, if I had to farm all the Chirotex, I'd I would be sad. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyways, Solo, could you please run us through real quick how people can get to our Discord server, to our YouTube, and our counter sheet, and let's peace out. Yeah, let's let's. Uh, okay, so. Uh, Zareth already mentioned the three things that we have. We have a Discord server filled with a bunch of people that enjoy Grand Arena just like you if you're listening to this podcast. If you look, last time I looked, about a quarter of the server was uh, people that made Kyber. So there's a lot of people to answer your questions and help, even if it's not Zareth and I. Um, you can find a link down below. You can also find the link in any of Zarathurai's YouTube videos. You can find me on YouTube by searching my name. It's S-O-L-O-B-A-S-S-1-5. Find Zareth on YouTube by searching his name. It's X-A-E-R-E-T-H. Um, we record our Grand Arena battles and put them for the world to see. 
win, lose, or draw, unless you're Zareth and quote unquote on vacation and forget to film. Uh, <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> the conspiracy theory is coming back from what was that, three Grand Arenas ago? Uh, uh, you know, I went over in detail in my video exactly <laughs> how I lost. So you did, you did. I need to poke fun though. Um, and then finally, we have our counter sheets, which is probably the most useful resource that we have worked on in the past year. And that is a um, Google Sheet. And we also have a mobile friendly version of the document where it lists all the teams that we fought and it's the full team that we fought listed out. It's the full team we used to counter that team. And then uh, we have a timestamped video link right next to it. So you can see how the counter works. If it's a counter that you can use, if it's a counter that you can work towards using, or frankly, um, if it's a counter that we had no business using and we just barely scraped by with the skin of our teeth. So you can see all of that for yourself rather than just looking at a document that says, you know, X counters Y, because we all know it's never actually that simple. Um, the links for everything we talked about are in the podcast description. They are also in the description of our YouTube videos. And as we said above, uh, in the description of this video, we will have links to the Galaxy of Bureaus information because they are great guys and you should give them some love as well. And with that, Zareth, uh, I think it's time to say goodnight. I believe so. So goodnight, everyone. Don't be dicks. And remember, evil sucks. <laughs> have a good night, everyone. And week. <laughs>